This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. Welcome to episode 121 of the Fight Disciples podcast. Thank you so much. If you are a subscriber, if you've written us a review on iTunes in the past, we fully appreciate it. Uh, and if you're a newbie, welcome, man. This is what it's all about. We're trying to spread the word and maybe bring more people to come and love the sport that we love. Uh, and today, with it being a Wednesday, we're getting stuck into the world of boxing. And if you're a boxing fan, there's loads of content on our website, fightdisciples.com. And please come and join us on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, at Fight Disciples. And can I just point you in the direction of our Facebook at this moment in time? Because Nick has been doing some uh, dodgy stuff, robbing stuff from America and bringing it back to the States. It's like when you go on a booze run to France <laughs> and you manage to get rid of uh, all the tax and all that type of stuff. And you just obviously benefit on these cheap bottles of uh, wine, which supermarkets here in the UK decide to charge you 20 quid for. Uh, we've kind of done that with uh, Showtime. And they're uh, Mayweather. They're Showtime's affiliate in the UK, I think. That's right, Mayweather McGregor. All Listen, no one else has seen Showtime content. We can't, we can't access it otherwise. So it was um, Friday night in the states. Access, uh, all access is the name of the show for Mayweather McGregor. Loads of British fight fans wanted a piece of it, so we managed to get our hands on it and stick it on our Facebook. So if you've not seen it yet, it's there, sat there for you. Episode yep. one is sat there, and we will continue to do that. Um, for future episodes as well. So go and get yourself stuck in. It's all on our Facebook page. Make sure you like the page and therefore you'll never miss out on any of the content that we bring you. Um, before we get stuck into boxing, by the way, I would like to thank um, a tweeter to the show mm-hmm. last week. Because if you remember, I kicked off the show talking about my holiday mm-hmm. and uh, that uh, quiz that I lost whilst oh, I was yeah, on yeah. holiday. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. Check this out. Check this out. I've been sent screen grabs and everything. So Don't the, tell me Pluto is a planet after all. My friend, check, this has made me even angrier, right? So if you haven't listened to last week's episode, I went on holiday, I got myself in, uh, into a pub quiz, and I lost the pub quiz on a question which asked me which is the fur- which planet is the furthest away from the sun. My answer was Pluto. I was told that was incorrect because Pluto is no longer a planet. Neptune is the correct answer. If we'd have done that pub quiz in March... Mm-hmm. That would have been the right answer. But in April, Pluto was reissued as a planet. No. So I was correct. I am writing to Thompson Holidays now. That's I want horrific. a full reimbursement. <laughs> That's horrific. Mate, you should even... Honestly, when I got a tweet from one of our people here that uh, sent us all the information, the websites and all this type of stuff, something from NASA, all this, I was reading it and I was getting vexed, mate. I was getting so angry because now... I can go back and look at my son in the face and say, we were cheated. Yeah, exactly. I, I genuinely feel like um, Timothy Bradley felt when Manny Pacquiao cheated. Uh, well, Manny, how Manny Pacquiao felt when Timothy Bradley cheated him out of that fight. That's what, yeah. I, that's what I feel like at this moment, mate. That's horrific. That's horrific. I know how upset you was about that as well. Well, to make matters even worse, I found out that information on the night that I found out that Gutierrez uh, had a little bit of a slip in the old shower. A slip in the shower? It looks like he, he fought the shower and got absolutely battered by the basin. How does anybody inflict that much damage to their face slipping in the shower? Couldn't write it, could you? You couldn't write that Insane. whole story. He looked like sloth in the Goonies. <laughs> he went in there looking like uh, Bradley Cooper and then come out the shower looking like sloth. It's unbelievable. Looking like Jilly Cooper. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, Frampton Gutierrez was called off at the 11th hour at the weekend. Um, well, The whole thing was a farce. From Friday onwards, the whole thing was a farce, right? 
Carl, love him to bits. Done the interview with him. It's on our website, fightdisciples.com. Go and have a nose. He's a top geezer. We still love him. Yeah. And we will still follow him and hope uh, we get to see these Hall of Fame fighters in the future. However, he missed weight. We've had a go at other people that have missed weight. He himself has come out and said that it was unprofessional. He just couldn't lose that final pound. And therefore, uh, this WBC eliminator... Uh, wasn't um, available then for him. It was only available for his opponents. So you think to yourself, well, I'm a little bit annoyed at that because that sets up Gary Russell Jr. That would be tremendous. Um, and then 24 hours later, the fight's not happening at all. I'm thinking, the fight's the fight's off. Why is the fight off? And then you read into the story and the geezer's gone for a little bit of a shower and split his face wide open. So therefore... Two, lost two teeth. Smashed it. That, that's the reason. Why, I mean, the cuts weren't the reason why it was why it no. was called off. It was well, his it was, dental. He couldn't get dental clearance. No, he couldn't. No, no. I'm, but would he, I'm sure he would have been concussed as well. He'd take some kind of... Made a mess, didn't he? He's yeah, made yeah. a mess of them teeth. But to be... You know, everyone's like... Oh, he could eat apples through a tennis racket now uh, with them bad boys, couldn't he? unbelievable, yeah. Through, through a letterbox. Even worse, through a letterbox. He could eat an apple through a letterbox with them <laughs> teeth. A, we're feeling for Frampton, but I, I kind of feel for Gutierrez as well. Mm. You know, this was his big opportunity. He beat Carl Frampton. He fights Gary Russell Jr. for the WBC belt. Mm. This would have finally took him to a world title shot, which if you look at his record, that one loss, which... You know, even even Frampton told us that was a debated loss anyway. Yeah. So relatively unbeaten guy. He's been waiting for this opportunity. This was his opportunity fighting Frampton in Belfast, and this would have absolutely put him on the planet. But uh... can I just point out as well? I've uh, I've I've got this on good authority mm-hmm. uh, that uh, Eddie Hearn has actually signed the shower. And uh, he's, yeah. now mandi- he's now number one. He's now that. mandatory challenger for the, the WBC uh, Super Featherweight uh, crown, of which you'll probably see at Madison Square Garden, <laughs> and it'll be on pay per view, no doubt. So uh, keep an eye out for that. The shower, the shower boxer is coming. Walking to in a log, singing a song, walking in a wash basin, Wonderland. Um, there's a lot of conspiracy theorists out there, mate, that think that this is a little bit coincidental that all these things have happened. People read, do they read too much into stuff? Well, uh, yeah. And then as we're recording this, I'm checking my Twitter feed and Lee Selby started piping up saying that he fancies a fight with Frampton. What? Come on. Is there, some, is there something in it? The, the stars, listen, I, I don't think there is something in it. The Mexican's not going to smash his face open and lose his world title shot. Yeah, but they could Even for the brown envelope, I've got to be honest. But maybe someone at Cyclone think, is paying a cleaner in his room to maybe put a little bit of, I don't know, yeah. some slime on the floor or something, <laughs> just to make it a little bit skiddier, just to see if we can get something going. <laughs> I just want to. I just want to. I'm kind of picturing our Barry McGuigan speaking to a housemate. <laughs> said, "It's just a bit of slime. Stick a bit of slime on the bath for us. Go on, Gail. There's a there's a there's a drink in it for you." Uh, but uh, listen, yeah, you know, crazily the stars may have aligned here. We may get Frampton Selby, which to be honest is the fight I wanted to come out of this anyway. Of course it is, yeah. You know, I was openly Selby was going to be ringside on Saturday and we'd have seen on Channel 5 the two of them go nose to nose and we'd have got one early got one early in New Year. What we may do now is get, because, you know, everyone's saying, I know the BBC are reporting that the Gutierrez fight is going to be uh, re- rescheduled. They're going to redo it. He's going to get his teeth but done, But this man. guy's got to go and get his teeth sorted first. As I say, you know, he, he may well be out for at least six months while he, you know, is his jawline, because he'll have to get a jaw scanned and everything else. So he may be out for some time yet. So I think that could be a perfect opportunity for Frampton Selby. And, you know, we get the fight that we want to see anyway. Selby's just fought. Frampton's desperate for a fight. Mm-hmm. Maybe have a little couple of End weeks of off and then get straight back. In. Quicker than that, I reckon. I reckon we might be talking October, November. Yeah, get it done. Yeah, brilliant. That, that's the fight. As I say, that's the fight I wanted to see anyway. And to be honest, not fighting Gary Russell Junior. It could be a bit of a dodge bullet anyway. Yeah, so yeah. I wouldn't worry about that too much. That this is a bigger fight. Now we follow obviously UFC. 
uh, and international fighting as well as everything here um, UK and domestic mm-hmm. out of all the fights at the weekend was this the one least expecting for anything to go wrong out of all the fights you've got Broner fighting for crying yeah. out loud you've got John Jones fighting for crying out loud in the yeah. UFC and it's this one that falls on its ass. Well, that's where we that's where we cocked up last week, you yeah. see, because we spent all week previewing these three fights, these big three events. But we kind of went, oh, yeah, I can't wait for Frampton. Channel 5, woo, 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 can't wait. Terrestrial TV, great. And that's all we did. And then we were going, yeah, Broner's going to do something. This Is the fight going to happen? And, uh, and then, obviously, in the UFC, Cormier John Jones has been made about a million times and only happened once previously. So we were like, that ain't going to... We went so far as to preview someone off the undercard fighting against the main guy. That's how much we didn't think that fight was going to happen. But we took our after ball, evidently. It should have been Frampton and get Slippy Shoes Gutierrez. Sli- that we should have kept sli- our eye on. Shower gear. Yeah, that's this is what, what happens when you get a shower with your cowboy boots on. <laughs> You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. All right, I'll hold my hands up. You got it right. Well, technically you didn't get it right because you said you'd knock him out, he'd knock him out, right? But you got the victor. He all but, Absolutely he all bang on. Out, didn't he, let's be honest. Oh, mate, Absolutely listen. took him to school. No one's done that to Broner before. No one's put a clinic on Broner like that before. My, I didn't even know Mikey Garcia could do that. Wow, We're talking Garcia. about, I mean... Schooled them. We, we, we will get to Broner in a minute, but let's celebrate Emre Chan, right? Let's, oh, um, exactly. Let's celebrate Mikey Garcia because I just thought he were a knockout artist. Yeah, he's got good foot movement. He's very patient and he looks brilliant. Mm-hmm. But because he's got so much juice in his hands, yeah. he's putting these kids away for fun. Obviously, these guys just couldn't live with the, the previous power or even his technical ability. We got to see something, a new dimension to Mikey Garcia at the weekend, yeah. didn't we? It certainly brought out the Barona brought out the best in him. I think that's what that's what we did there at the weekend. We talked about it last week saying, is this what Garcia has been waiting for? Is this the stage that his his career has been crying out for? A big world title fight that's shown globally against an opponent that people know and recognise and either love or hate. This was the moment. And if there was ever a moment to put on a clinic, mm. this was it. You know, and I I I was I was Tweeting afterwards, I was more about the Broner side of things, but I was like, you know, if Garcia had blown Broner away in the first six rounds, caught him, knocked him out, cleaned the clean shop, people would have kind of gone, well, that's what Garcia does, man. You yeah. know? And, 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 and he'd have got he'd have got respect for it, but he wouldn't have got the adulation for it. Yeah, the and kudos, yeah. F- flip side of the coin is, you know, Broner, for me, that, that loss to Broner, that was the worst. That was way worse than getting knocked out in six rounds. Way From worse. Broner's point of view. Of course, because Broner can then go, well, he's a big puncher, he caught me, he got lucky, I could have caught him, he caught me. That's the lot of your boxing. I'm still billion back. Don't get me wrong, he still acted like a dick afterwards. He yeah, still yeah. had that attitude afterwards. But in his heart of hearts, he got absolutely schooled by the puncher. Where does he go then? You got schooled by a knockout Exactly. Artist. Where'd you go? Do you tell me? You tell me. He will come back because Broner's Broner. But the way he said afterwards, and he said to the crowd, You'll all still be here and buy tickets to see me fight. I was thinking, if I'd followed your career and paid for it, now I'd be like, fuck am I following him for? I'm going to follow Mikey Garcia. I'm follow Mikey Garcia because he's just absolutely schooled you. Yeah, Took yeah. him apart. It was, the, it was the moment Mikey Garcia arrived for me as a global star. And now, In the world of boxing, people have known him for time because of, of the multi-weight world champion. Yeah, he is yeah. elite. Of course. But now you're talking as a crossover, global star. 100%. Arguing pound-for-pound pound arguments now, yeah. man. I mean, serious pound-for-pound pound arguments. I've stuck some on our social media as like, where do you, you rate this guy? Yeah. We're going to get on to Lomachenko, your favourite 
a little later on in the show because he's fighting this weekend. Yeah. Can't argue with Mikey Garcia being in the top five. 100% no. Not after the performance like that, you know, and, uh, well, it's certainly a conversation that he's in the top five. Uh, Mate, is it, well, who else is there? I mean, look, he's undefeated. He's knocked yeah. all these dudes out. He's multi-weight world champion. He's just put manners on a kid in a weight category that's not even his weight category. Yeah. This guy's got to be in the. He's well, got to be in the top five. You know, let, let's talk about the top five. Then let's let's see where he slots into the top five. Lomachenko's at number one. That's your opinion. Yeah. Well, that that's a fact, <laughs> and he'll prove it again this weekend. We'll come on to the, the, the high tech later. I'm sure. Ward's got to be up there. Kovalev's definitely up there. Golovkin, Alvarez, Jorge Linares is right up there. You know, these are the guys that. Where's Anthony Joshua now after this performance against the best Klitschko we've seen in years? You know, these are the convers- these are the genuine conversations about the top five. Where does Garcia slot in? For me, does beating putting a clinic on against Adrian Broner Im- immediately push him ahead of any of those five or six names then? Mm. I don't know. I don't know for me. I haven't really given it that much thought. But All right then. But All he's right. right in there. You know, the super fight's there now. The super fight is him coming back down and fighting Linares. This, this is why it's so surprising to me that Linares this week agreed to fight uh, Campbell. Luke mm. Campbell in, in in LA. That's such a surprise because going into this fight, Garcia had said, this is a, this is potentially a one-off fight for me in this weight class. Got to go back down to lightweight because there's big fights there for me and there is massive fights for him. But now in this weight class, there's massive fights for him as well. That is an unbelievable fight. Linares Garcia. Oh, <laughs> take my money now. Take my money now. I would pay in advance for that fight. Mm. There was a, there's an interesting stat about Brauner, about the amount... Uh, I mean, he, at the end, goes on about, listen, I'm going to go into the Hall of Fame. I'm going to go down in history. I'm going to keep making all this money. I'm going to, all these fans are going to keep coming, right? Which doesn't adhere him to fans. People think he's a dickhead, right? Mm-hmm. An absolute bellend. Yeah. And then you actually go into the realms and study his career properly and have a right old nosy at it, yeah? Yes, he's a multi-weight world champion. Four-weight world champion, right? But how many world champions has he gone in with and beaten in order to become a world champion? And with that, what I mean is that on, I think it's on nine separate occasions, not on world level, but on different international ranked belts, including world titles. Yeah. He's fought for vacated titles Aha. on nine separate occasions. Yeah. I think I he's only this. beaten Paulie Malanagi, who was a champion to become the WBC featherweight champion. I might be wrong with that. I might be lightweight champion. It's one of them. Yeah. But I think he's only beaten Pauli Malanagi. Welterweight, WBA welterweight. There you go. That's Malanagi. the only one I think he's beaten. Everything yeah. else has been fighting for vacant titles, which then starts to... You look at the record and you go, well, hang on a minute. And then when you notice that Maidana and you notice Mikey Garcia, obviously, at the weekend, and then you look at Sean Porter, mm-hmm. every time he's actually stepped up to elite level, to fight a world champion. He's fallen short. Yeah. So is he what he says he is? Yeah. Or has he just got quite lucky? Yeah. It's 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 an interesting interesting way of looking at things. Obviously, when he's won them vacant belts, he has gone on to make defences. So I would argue he's potentially faced some number one contenders. Over, but not he against, he's not not against champions. But he's never gone in. He's never walked to the necessarily walked to the ring second yeah. as the underdog yeah. to face the current champion, except for the Malinaji fight. I should yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. Really interesting point to look at his career. You know, it's funny how you can sweat. I can our name, our brand, because Broner had built a brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
was able to sway things like that. Kind of, you know, some would say kind of like Conor McGregor. You know, Conor McGregor's never defended a world title Absolutely. belt. He's only ever won a belt. Now, don't get me wrong, he's, he's won them from champions. He's never won vacant belts. Well, that's not the chat, is it? The chat is two-weight world champion. First ever two-weight world champion. Nobody talks about the defence. Yeah, and this yeah. is what I mean, like, four-weight world champion. That sounds amazing. But never beat a world champion. But only never beat, beat one world, world champion. Sorry. To do that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Only ever beat one world champion. To do that. That's an crazy way to look at things. Crazy. But, but there's got to be something in it. There is something in it because there's three guys you, now if, that he's fought that he's fallen short on it, when you've got to elite level. Exactly. And if you're the A-side, which Broner will see himself as, and it's because of his fan base and the money he's made and everything else, don't forget, he will have promoted a lot of these cards or certainly been the A-side on the cards. Mm. So... That's what you pick. Oh, there's a vacant belt. Let's go for that. Let's bring it in here. Oh, and then the other guy comes in. That's so he effectively then vacant belts because he was home promoter or home fighter. He's bought his own. He'd have been like the champion. Yeah. So effectively, he's bought himself a world title belt four times. Wow. <laughs> wow. Well, that that gives his entire career a different spin now, doesn't it? No, absolutely. It's got to. And people are getting wise to that. People are getting wise to it. But regarding Mikey Garcia, you are legit. Please make the Jorge Linares fight because I'll tell you something. That is something else, mate. That yeah. I mean, that that, well, that listen, would actually. Listen, no, I no, 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 no. <laughs> we're, we're getting we're getting ahead of ourselves. Linares for me now. Linares has gone Campbell route. That yeah, of course he is. But I, let's make that. Fight. I still want to see no, Linares no, 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 and no, no, Garcia. No, no, no. What do you mean? No, 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 no. Don't bring Lomachenko into this. At no, no, no. My, pounds. Listen, my man's a bit too small. You're going to now. Say, you're going to say Crawford, aren't you? I want him ringside the Crawford and Dongo. I want Mikey Garcia Stay at ringside. Stay at one forty. Crawford and Dongo. Yeah, wow. Imagine that. Stay at 140 I've never made pounds. That noise before, but that's how excited <laughs> I am. It's a fight, is that, isn't it? Crawford some against money in Garcia. Woo! Or even if Ndongo's lottery chips come in again and he catches Crawford mm. and puts him to Kip, mm. don't think it'll happen, but imagine he did that. Mm. Ndongo against Garcia. Woo hoo! Can I just point out that that fight is on free to air TV, ESPN in the United States of America? 90 well, million dollars. My boy's on ESPN this weekend as well. That's the way Chill. American boxing's going. We'll get there in a minute. We'll get there in a minute. But that will be something, won't it? Mikey Garcia then taking on uh, oh. Terence Crawford at 140 pounds. Wow. Wow. Oh, my days. Oh, my days indeed. That will be something else. Listen, on the undercard, we've got to talk about a couple of the fights that were on the undercard. Yes, Katie Taylor was on there. Sound. Well done, Katie. Come through. Three rounds, I think it was. Yep. She got a stoppage. Superb stuff. What was going on with the Jamal Charlo fight, mate? That was absolutely weird. Bizarre. Jamal Charlo with Big Demo, 154-pound uh, champion, done extremely well. Vacated, move up to 160 pounds. He's now um, uh, making his debut at the weekend in this mm-hmm. particular weight division. Well, he was trying to put himself in the frame to fight Golovkin. Well, this was eliminated. Alvarez, that's what he was trying to do, wasn't he? he was yeah. trying to, but we didn't get to see him as a middleweight, really, because he fought a guy on one leg. So it was kind of, it was so strange. It was such a strange... Now, we've seen fighters fight on one leg before, David Hay, Tony Bellew, but that mm-hmm. happened during the fight. So you've entered there, everybody's fit and ready to go. First yeah. bell goes, it kicks off, and then the, an injury maybe happens throughout the fight. Rounds. And you what fi- was it, six against Bellew? Yeah, it six but then you fight on. It was? Yeah, you yeah, fight yeah. on. You try to fight on. First bell goes in this fight, yeah. and now when he walked to the centre of the ring... I thought, what was that? I thought he was like crip walking, you know, like <laughs> that was a style. It, it was, it was a weird like, like limp. Sl- yeah, I was like, what's that? And then the more you watched it, it was quite evident that he was incapacitated. I'm thinking, all right, you got, you've got your shot, yeah, and you yeah. don't want to pass your shot up. That's okay. I understand that. I mean, that must be heartbreaking for him to be injured on the day of the yeah, fight. Yeah, to be shit. in that situation. But give yourself half a chance, mate. Listen, you're fighting Joel Charlo. The the mad thing is, you know, we've all heard the stories and whatever about boxers going into going into fights with a cut with a cut so what yeah. they'll do is 
first thing in the morning. You know, they, they'll go, they turn up the way in and the fight itself and go and see the doctor. And they've had the wives put fucking blusher over it or put a bit of makeup on so you can't see it. You know, and obviously first round, first minute, first time it takes a shot, Splat. the cut opens up. But that's one thing. How did the doctor not realise? He, he, he like can't he had walk. one leg. You know, he'd probably come in on crutches. Like, what What did he do to mask the doctor? How did the doctor not go, wait a minute, where the fuck are you limping? Yeah, yeah. So badly, unless he'd done it the morning of the fight. But it was, it was as soon as the, as you say, when he first come out, I generally thought, what? That's a funny walk. Like, I literally thought he was like, that was his cool walk. Do you know what I mean? He had something going on. <laughs> like a return of the Mac kind of, like, you know what I mean? But, mm. uh once the fight started, then I started to feel for Charlo then, because it was a bit like... He can't, he can't perform. You can't perform here. The guy's got one leg. Like, yeah. What are we supposed to do? And he would have been pulling quite a lot. I mean, fair enough, he finished him. But he would have been pulling a lot of his Pull shots, out, because yeah, you're thinking, yeah. it's not an even contest. This isn't 50-50. I'm, I'm no. kind of, you know, I'm fighting a guy that's incapacitated. Yeah, it, it was it was different from... We've seen something similar, didn't we, in the uh, in MMA recently. Michael Chandler got injured defending mm. his world title belt. But he got as again, he got injured in the fight mm. and then it's di- MMA is kind of different because there's so much more to that sport in boxing if you you know it, it it became wildly evident that the guy had issues and you just go what's he what's he ever going to do he can't push off he can't throw anything mm. he can't move properly you know it, it, crazy that they'd even allowed that fight to continue mm. and uh, you know I felt a bit for Charlo but also where does that put Charlo now going into that fight with Golovkin versus Alvarez. You know, if, if we get a clear winner there, ain't no one fighting to see Charlo have the winner now because we ain't really seen Charlo as a middleweight. No. So he still needs another fight, in my opinion. If I was him, because obviously he come out of that completely unscathed, he needs to now try and get on another card between now and Golovkin or certainly within spitting distance of Golovkin-Alvarez to prove what he can actually do as a middleweight. Mm. Also on that undercard, we had some heavyweights. And when I say heavyweights, we had some... <laughs> Heavyweights fighting. Baby. Jeez, man. Big Baby Miller taking on Gerald Washington. Big Baby weighed in just shy of 300 pounds, mate. 298.8 pounds he weighed in at. That is ridiculous. Yeah. It's not even that big. (laughs) It's just just a monster, isn't it? Just like, do you know that advert? from years ago when that belly's going to get you. It's yeah. just chasing you down the street. That's is basically what this guy is. But fair play to him, man. He's got heavy hands and he does put kids away and he stops uh, Gerald Washington within eight. Yeah. Um, which kind of leads me nicely to say, come on, let's make the Dillian White fight. Yeah, Dillian man, White seems to want it. Say, let's do it then. Let's, let's make it. Let's make that fight happen. I want to see it now. You mm. know, I think that's Dillian White. That These guys are at the same level now. They're beating guys that are gatekeepers to potential world title fights in the future. Guys that have had world title fights but come drastically short, which is what Washington is and you know, so let let let's bring these two together now then and let's see what happens. Because for me now that's that's the fight easy fight for them both to make but no, it was a strange... 300 uh, pounds, mate. He's a unit, isn't he? 300 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> you must, you, they must reinforce the ring. Yeah, it's crazy, <laughs> crazy. 18 fights, though. He's got through it. He's, you know, he's 18 17 and knockouts. 17 knockouts, so you can't, you can't argue with what he's got, but... You know, let's see him. What Gerald Washington proved this when he fought Deontay Wilder as well. He's very much a club level fighter mm. um, and uh, domestic level, we would say in this country. So, let's see. Let's see now. Let's see Big Baby in against someone that's actually going to throw something back and be a bit more capable. This is the Fight Disciples podcast. Subscribe now via the iTunes Store. Right, time for a little bit of news Ooh. from the world of boxing. Oh, I thought we were talking about the, the no, bit. chill. That's coming. That's the that's the uh, encore. <sighs> That's the encore, all right? Everybody sticks around for the encore. Save the best till last. You're all right. Calm down. It's coming in a minute. Um, on our Radio City <laughs> talk show, we... Literally. Uh, 
<laughs> Literally. <laughs> On our Radio City talk show yesterday, we talked about Tyson Fury announcing his retirement again. Uh, we're not going to go too much into it right now because we don't want to give you a repeat of it. It's on yesterday's show. So we, we we talked about that and you can hear from Tyson Fury on that show uh, yesterday. It's on fightdisciples.com, Radio City talk shows from yesterday. But it kind of leads me on nicely, obviously, to uh, uh, Huey, who is fighting Joseph Parker. But he's already done a deal with David Hare, yep. the sneaky little rat bag. What's he up to? Um, David Hare, fair play, man. Fair play. This is a a, a, a wily old business deal, right? To be able to get in there nice and early. He's obviously he's done schmoozing with Joseph Parker. Joseph Parker's already talked to him about um, defending his WBO crown against David Hare, mm-hmm. and then he's just edged his bet a little bit and gone. Well, let's go and do a deal with Huey Fury because if Huey Fury takes him out, then uh, I'm going to need to get in involved there as well. And it seems like that's, I mean, we don't know concrete, mm-hmm. but that seems like what's happened that David A is right in that mix for, uh, for, for a winner. Shot. Yeah, for a winner. For of either it. winner. Um, I find it hard to believe. I don't think we'll ever see David A fight again, to be totally honest. Yeah, you said with this you. a couple of times, haven't you? Uh, I think that's the end of David Hay. And this is, it surprised me because the Furies have been burned by David Hay a couple yeah. of times in the past. So you'd think they want to stay Tyson really a million miles away. But uh, and I think at this moment in time, it does Huey Fury's brand no, no bad to be associated with David Hay in a few headlines because he's not a big enough star yet. And uh, likewise, Joseph Parker. So. I think both of them have quite happily let David Hayes start talking publicly about the 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 link up and everything else. But in all reality, I think there's absolutely no chance David Hay fights either guy. Um, and I think, uh, well, as I say, then I don't think we'll see David Hay fight again. To be totally honest with you, uh, you mentioned earlier on Luke Campbell, uh, Jorge Linares. It's happening in LA on September yeah. the twenty third. On that, now I know the answer, and I've had a little bit of a back and forth with various other people on social media regarding this. Are you surprised that it's happening in LA and that uh, Eddie didn't put his hand in his pocket and make it happen here in the UK, well, especially with Jorge being over here in the UK anyway, and he sells massive amounts of tickets? Exactly, yeah, and I think that's that's exactly right. I am surprised it's not here, but if you look at September, we've got Callum Smith in Liverpool, we've got... Then we've got potentially Lenares against Campbell the following week. And then we're back in Liverpool for the Battle of the Mersey Matchroom show on Sky Sports. I don't know whether three consecutive weekends of life, even if that fight would have been in Hull or in London, I don't know whether the British appetite, I don't know whether we could have had Diluted three it. massive weekends like that and it would have taken something away from uh, from the September schedule on Sky Sports, which is probably why mm. it's gone international. And we may see a domestic card early on, but that's why I think it's uh, it's been LA. And also, Linares, don't, you know, don't forget, he's made three defences against th- two British fighters on these shows. You know, he's done more than what he should ever have done as the champion and as one of the best pound-for-pound boxers on the planet. Mm. Um, so it doesn't surprise me, but it just means that obviously the fact that he's based out of London means at least Luke Campbell won't be at a disadvantage because they'll both be uh, suffering jet lag. Mm. Um, regarding the World Boxing Super Series, which you just mentioned, uh, Groves versus Cox has now been confirmed for October the 14th. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's happening at Wembley Arena. Um, and other fights that have been mandated now that involve British fighters. Um, and I'm a little bit upset about this because I genuinely thought that we might get cleverly Badu Jack on the undercard of Mayweather McGregor, uh, but the WBA have ordered uh, cleverly to face Dimitri Bivol uh, for his uh, world title. Hopefully, there's some step aside money there because we uh, we could do him on that undercard, couldn't we? Really for uh, Mayweather McGregor? Yeah, we could do with a little bit more local interest, of course, uh, domestic interest. But uh, it seems like Badu Jack will definitely be on that Mayweather McGregor undercard. Likewise, Javante Davis. So. Mm. 
Um, I bet your team cleverly would be a bit gutted because that's you know let's, that's a showcase that you want to be on it to be on yeah, yeah man. everyone should be on that you want to be on that now let's get to it this is the main uh, talking point from uh, the week especially when it comes to British boxing um, Frank Warren on Twitter my favourite thing that I've seen on social media all week. week yeah what an absolute barnstormer of a week right so they hold a press conference this time last week. Um, talking about Daniel Dubois, talking about um, Anthony Yard. Now, we've said on this show, Anthony Yard will be fighting Jose Burton because it was called for by the British Board of Boxing Control. Mm-hmm. Um, Frank Bullioni, the light uh, heavyweight champion, British light heavyweight champion, will be taking on Callum Johnson. Um, and then the winner of Yard Burton will be Fights fighting the winner. The winner. Yeah. yeah, that's what we've said. That's what we have led to believe because that's what's been ordered. Yep. Nah, mate. Nah, yeah. mate. We're not having any of that, are we, Frankie boy? So, basically, they have a press conference last week saying well, what the next crack is. And Anthony Yard basically says, why would I fight Jose Burton when he was knocked out by Frank Bullioni? Frank mm-hmm. Bullioni's the champ. I want the champ. Bring me the champ. That's what I want to do next, even though that's not been mandated. Yeah. Frank backs him up by saying, well, we're going to make a career-high offer to... Wasn't Mr. it 100 grand they put on the table? They put some serious money on the table for uh, Mr. Bullioni, right? And then this goes back and forth, and the whole boxing world then jumps on the back of it, saying that Yard is ducking Burton. And to be fair, at that point, without any more information, I went, to be fair, man, you've been ordered to fight Burton. Just fight Burton. You're going to fight Bullioni next. Yeah, You're yeah. going to fight him next, because that's what's that's what's been ordered. So... You've just got to do one extra fight. And again, I'll say this again, and this might upset Joe and Hosea, who's been on this show. I think I think Anthony Yard's got enough power to be able to take care of that early on. Yeah. I think if it's a boxing match, he might get beat because Hosea's a fantastic boxer. He'll keep him on the end of his jab, but I don't think he'll get that far. I think Anthony Yard's got enough power and enough about him to do the business, all right? So take the fight. Anyway, then it blows up, doesn't it? Then it blows up. The whole world's talking about it. Anybody who's a fan of boxing... Uh, starts talking about it. And this is what then uh, plays out on social media, right? There's a few fans talking about uh, the rumours of uh, Tete, Zolani Tete, big fan, uh, yep. we're a big fan of Huge his. Huge fan. Um, and uh, Ryan Burnett, the IBF champion, right? So there's a few rumours knocking about with that. So this is what comes up. One fan asks Eddie Hearn this on social media. Why um, uh, wouldn't, uh, wouldn't Burnett take the Tete fight? Tete is more known, fact. Yep. Um, he holds a world title, plus Frank has offered him for free. So Frank had basically said, we'll cover Tete's fee and we'll stick 20 grand on top of it, okay? Which is ridiculous. It's a ridiculous offer. Yeah. Eddie Hearn responds saying, because we agreed um, a Burnett fight about a week ago, which Frank fully knows about, okay? So then Frank kicks off. This is the best bit. If you haven't seen this, go on his social media feed now. It's brilliant. So Frank Warren's response to that is, blatant lie, Tete versus Burnett. Uh, that was made six weeks ago in writing. Offer was that we would pay Tete's fee and 25 grand on top of what we were pro- projecting. <laughs> so basically, that is what Frank is saying. Burnett is ducking Tete. That's basically what he's saying. Then he goes on a rant then, doesn't he? The response from Eddie Hearn to our offer for Tete to face Burnett in a unification completely free of charge was 
Fuck off. <laughs> He's going in, mate. And while we're at it, Eggington was mandated to rematch Skeet by the WBC. Guess what? The WBC just informed us that Sam's vacating. Oh, he's dropping them left, right and centre. He's calling everybody out. The ducks are flowing round the, the, the Twitter feed. Also, we never got a response from our officer, Anthony Crawler, to fight Flanagan in an all-Manchester world title fight. Oh, mate, I'm not having a go at Crawler. I'm not saying he's ducking him, but maybe there's something else going on there. Finally, we're still waiting to hear back on our career high payday uh, for Frank Bullioni to fight Anthony Yard. He's gone in, hasn't he? Frank there. Hearing his dirty washing there, hasn't he? Frank had had a bevy. He's gone in. He's had a bevy. And had ducks, a every, ducks, ducks everywhere. I love it. The final Brilliant. bit The final bit of this rant was, the common denominator is, our guys are getting swerved. Maybe people shouldn't talk about ducks when their own pond is full of them. <laughs> I love it. It's right, Frank. Get out the way. Frank get out the Eddie. way, mate. Get them both on Love Island. In all essence, I want to see Yard Burton. Yes. Um, and Callum Johnson versus Bully on it. And then the winner fights each. Maybe, maybe he's swerving Callum Johnson. You never thought of that, did you? Maybe Ooh. he doesn't want to face Callum Johnson, which is what harks back to last week when I said Callum Johnson's got the pedigree to outbox Anthony Yard. Yeah. Hands down. So maybe they're thinking, let's get a Bullioni now, win the belt, move on, skip on, and we leave Callum Johnson in our way. That's something we're thinking about. Mm. Quack, quack. <laughs> You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Right, we've arrived. You ready? I want, I want you to play his intro. And fighting out of the red corner, wearing multicolors and weighing in officially at 130 pounds. After 396 amateur victories with only one defeat and two Olympic gold medals, he now is a two-time world champion with a professional record of six victories and four KOs, only one defeat. Tamigasbada from Ackerman, Ukraine, the reigning and defending WBO Super Featherweight Champion of the World, Vasil Hightech Lomachenko. Uh, 396 amateur fights, one defeat, shit. Avenged twice, by the way. Shit. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Avenged? No, I'm not interested, (laughs) mate. Should have dealt with it first time round, shouldn't he? (laughs) <laughs> something else that in it greatness returns this weekend obviously that's from a couple of fights ago he's actually uh, he's 8 and 1 now with, with yeah. 6 KOs Vasily Lomachenko 9 fights into his professional career already a 2 weight world champion this will be the 3rd or the 4th defence of his w, WO super featherweight belt can I just point out that Nick's oh. reading all this from a tattoo that he's got on his yeah. forearm <laughs> he's got Lomachenko's <laughs> career on his arm <laughs> <laughs> this guy's mustard, man. And this, this is the best super featherweight walk on the planet. For me, the best pound for pound boxer walk on the planet. Everything, you name it, this guy does it. Footwork, punch weight, punch ability, speed of hand, everything. Fight IQ off the chart. And that's what people don't give him too much credit or enough credit for. This guy is the most intelligent boxer in the sport today. And this, for me, this is his last swan song at Super Feather. I think we could see him go up to lightweight. Yeah. If I was Teddy Flanagan, I would be shitting myself. Talk to me about Mariaga, man, because all the noises at 130 pounds were get Rigo, get Rigo to come up from 122 to 126 to get him up to 130. Let's get that one, the Battle of the Olympians. I mean, a lot of people, I mean, we hate on Rigo, and and we have have a little bit of a a crack. We've had a crack with the person that runs his Twitter account, because let's be straight, the guy can't speak English. We know full well it's not him. Uh, But we've had a bit of a crack and tried to explain 
why people aren't buying into what uh, Guillermo Rigondeau is all about. What is selling? Yeah, absolutely, because it's a little bit boring in a way. You know Very what I mean? Boring. This this is this is the excitement showbiz. You've yeah. got to you've got to excite the fans, and he doesn't necessarily do that. But according to the Twitter account, according to the person that runs it, he's willing to go up to one hundred and thirty pounds to come and fight Vasil Lomachenko. To be fair, they're both decent. Well, they're both more than decent names in the world of boxing. I think a lot of boxing purists no, no, would be right. excited you know, by the, it. The fight this weekend, this is the scary position boxing's in at the moment, certainly in the US. It's back on ESPN. You know, it's free-to-air television. This is not pay-per-view. You know, we're seeing the best boxer on the planet, and yet he's on free TV. Excuse me. Now, he's not the biggest opponent of you know out there. You know, you, you're not going to argue for a second that Mariaga really has got any kind of chance of beating Lomachenko because this is a guy, This it's just another guy, he's got a great record, 25-2, and two, but this is a guy that basically knows his role in this. You know, We've got the best boxer on the planet and this is a showcase for him to keep moving forward and hopefully this, as I say, project him into the lightweight class. In regards to Rigondo, I'd seen uh, my guy Lomachenko's response to that was like, you know what, I'll fight you then. Okay, come up then. But put your empire, your entire purse on the line. Yeah, winner takes all. Winner takes all. Winner takes every penny because he knows that Rogondo is just about making money. And Rogondo, the only way Rogondo makes any money is by fighting Lomachenko, and they can build it into something. Because his career is going nowhere. He doesn't sell a ticket. Nobody wants to watch Rogondo fight because mm. he's so negative. Lomachenko is a shooting star. Loma, people are now finally buying into the fact that something I've been saying for way over a year, two years, Lomachenko is the best natural talent in boxing. So everyone's getting onto that now. So this ESPN springboard, it's like when we talked about it the other week with ESPN showing the Pacquiao fight. ESPN getting him on terrestrial TV, builds him, and then the next one he builds again. And in two years' time, Lomachenko was the biggest pay-per-view star in boxing. Can you imagine, if you're listening to this in the States, by the way, I'm really jealous. Really, really jealous. One, this is on a, a normal time. You yeah. don't have to stay up until the early hours of the morning uh, to watch this live. Um, and even though we're getting it for nothing here in the UK, yeah. um, unless you, well, I'll say, well, getting it for nothing. It's on, is it on Box Nation? Yeah, you've got to have a subscription. Yeah, but yeah. you get the job. I mean, I'm yeah. classing it as nothing. It's part of the package. Yeah. Um, but one, you're getting it at a normal time. And two, you're getting it on free to air TV. Crazy. And not only that, in two weeks' time, Terence Crawford's on the same blooming channel. I know, it's brilliant. It's it? amazing, though, the way that, as you've said, the attitude towards um, showing boxing on television now in the States is changing. It's had to change yep. because those numbers, no are, the numbers are falling like mad for yep. pay-per-view. Yeah, there's absolutely no market for pay-per-view boxing. That's at every level, you know, and uh, the few fights this year that have tried to go on pay-per-view and the dismal numbers have proved that. So they're reverting back to terrestrial or, if you like, cable television in America. And, you know, as you say, if you're a fight fan in the US, I would be literally fighting over, fighting tooth and nail to get to Los Angeles this weekend to see Lomachenko because, you know, even now I look back to when I seen him fight. No, I, 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 bloody hell, how long was that? Ten minutes. I look back to Less 2000, than ten minutes. 2000. We're when I saw Vassal Lomachenko in Everton Sports Centre. It was Green when Bank Sports Centre. Green Bank Sports Centre. 2008. Oh, yeah. And then we had a shower back, together. It was fantastic. Now. They were not slipping in the shower then. We were all loving and cuddling. I'm, I'm kicking other. myself. I'm kicking myself because I probably had an old Nokia then. If I'd had a decent phone then, oh, I'd have got a lovely photo with him. It'd be on me, on me, on me mantelpiece now. Yeah, but you've got the tattoo of him on your chest. Yeah. You know, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm all right. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, the guy's greatness. You know where I stand about it. There's no debating it. This is the best pound for pound boxer on the planet. He fights this Saturday night. Do yourself a favour if you've not seen high tech fight before. Tune into greatness. See poetry and motion. Have a look and see what. 
beautiful, smooth, chocolate, velvety chocolate looks like in fight form. It the is man ridiculous. is a master. It is ridiculous. Uh, you, you alluded to then a couple of moments ago. Um, last one at 130, you think? Yep. 135. Yep. Step up. Yep. Lightweight. He's very highly regarded with the WBO, so you reckon it's Terry Flanagan time? I think it could be Terry Flanagan's, that phone call could be coming because that's where, you know, so far Lomachenko's stuck with the WBO right through his career. He obviously has got an affinity with that brand. I think this could see Turbo Terry going over to the US because, you know, we can dream, but Lomachenko coming to the UK to fight someone that doesn't sell a ticket uh, in his own city is a bit of a stretch. So I can mm. see Flanagan going over to LA for this fight and uh, getting taken apart by Lomachenko. Sorry, Terry, but we're talking about the best boxer on the planet right now. And then when he's at lightweight, <gasps> now we're talking fights. Lomachenko, Linares, Adam. Fancy a bit of that? 100%. That would be honestly. I reckon that um, you could get that on Strictly Come Dancing. Poor, just a bit. The footwork yeah. would be better than something from Anton Debeck on a Saturday That's night. Yeah, get that old guy. What's his name? Len or whatever. Get him on with his number, twinkle toes. With his scoreboard at ringside. There'd be more than sevens knocking about, mate. <laughs> let me tell you, you'd be getting straight tens for that. That would be something else. That would just be a dance off, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, we're dreaming now. Anyway, we've, we've we've gone too far. We're dreaming. We're getting too far ahead of it. Let's just concentrate on the here and now. This weekend, make sure you tune in. Lomachenko versus Mariaga. It's on your television. And then in two weeks' time, you've got uh, Terence Crawford doing his thing oh. as well. The season is building nicely because we're still three weeks away from the circus that is Mayweather McGregor, of which he's at the end of the month. And then, we've not all this, we've not even touched upon Triple G and Canelo yet. That's happening. That's really, really happening it's in crazy. September. We will get to that a little bit later on, obviously, when all, when all these super fights and super fighters uh, are out of the way. And if you want any more content from us on a weekly basis, it's on our website, fightdisciples.com. The Mayweather-McGregor series is up there for you. We've got why it's like okay to like the fight. We've got a breakdown of Floyd up there at the moment, and we've got a breakdown on Conor McGregor, which went out on Monday. It's there for you now, fightdisciples.com. Do keep us... Uh, on your social media feeds at Fight Disciples on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram because we'll be robbing stuff from America and sticking it on there so you get to watch it first on a Saturday morning. All right? That's how we roll. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.